This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. My job, when it's all said and done, is to help you live the life that you want to live. And your money is just a way to support that. And yeah, I'm going to help you make really smart, intentional financial decisions But ultimately, it all comes back to supporting who are you? Who do you hope to be? And how can we curate purposeful moments and memories for you and your family? That's what we're here to do. girl, imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy to use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. Today's guest is a husband, dad of three boys, outdoor adventurer, and a certified financial planner. He is the CEO of Intentional Living FP, a financial planning company designed specifically to guide clients as they navigate the path to early financial independence for the purpose of spending time with the people they care about and pursuing their passions. So please help me by welcoming Jim Kreider. Hey, Jim. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So I'm super excited to have you on for a couple reasons. Like I told you earlier, a good amount of my audience are women. Well, like about 99.9% of the audience is women. And I want to go ahead and get an get a male's perspective. So we had a few financial planners on the episode in the past. But you being the father of three um, and a husband, I want to go ahead and get a male's perspective of why financial planning is so important, especially for the family. And so can you please share with us your story and how you became or how you even got into becoming a financial planner? Gosh. Okay. No, that's, that's, that's a phenomenal question. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just tell you how it how it came about. And that will answer the question as well as how that serves, um, you know, women and and families. So um, quite a few years back, I was working at a a company, I was directing sales, and I'm a horrible salesperson, but I was leading (laughs) sales at a company and found out that the boss was doing pretty shady stuff. And Mm -hmm. I I, I wasn't going to stand for that. So I left. And that led to um, a sustained period of, of unemployment. And fortunately, my wife and I, we were were pretty young newlyweds at that point. So we were pretty frugal and thrifty. But, you know, being unemployed for a sustained period of time can lead to some financial hardship. And during that during that period, I just really started thinking about um, the implications of uh, finances and how money is really it's the number one cause of divorce in the U.S. It's one of the top causes of suicide and personal stress. And I just started thinking that I would love to be able to help people actually have healthy conversations around their money and use their money for what's important to them in life. I didn't know what that meant or what that would look like. I didn't know what a CFP or certified financial planner is. All I knew 
is, wow, I would love to help families actually have healthy money conversations and use their money for them with what's important to them. And that's, that's what I pursued. Um, and I just, I sort of went at it from there. Yeah. What I notice a lot in couples is one person is totally in totally frugal and the other one's like, dude, I'm, I work hard for this money. I'm going to spend it. Like I'm, I'm going to spend it. It's going to happen. Um, and there are, you're right. It is, it is one of the, one of the leading causes of suicide and also a leading cause of divorce. Finances are extremely important. What would you say are the most common mistakes families make when it comes to financial planning? The initial mistake is each person in the family not fully understanding what's actually important to them, who they are, who they hope to be, and what they hope to accomplish in life. So not fully understanding that in and of yourself, and then understanding that about if you're married, understanding about your spouse, and then becoming aligned together. That's foundational. If you don't know what you're actually planning for, and not, not, I'm not talking about goals, like I hope to retire at 48 and have a house in Jackson Hole. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about who, in, at your core, who do you hope to be? What do you want to be known for? What do you want your legacy to be? Once you fully understand that, again, about you and about your spouse, spouse and you're all aligned, then and only then can you actually move forward on a healthy um, framework and a healthy foundation to actually implement taking proper actions. So that's, it, that, that's the, that's the number one mistake is, is not starting from there. If we can start it, we can start trying to slap, you know, good, healthy financial decisions on that, but without starting from that basis, it's going to lead to a lot of resentment and unhealthy, hard money conversations. You know, if we just say like, Hey, we need to stop spending so much money or we need to invest more or do these things and address the symptoms rather than becoming aligned then it's going to be very difficult to continue to make intentional and good actions over a prolonged period of time. How do we do that? I, I love, I love everything you just shared because I agree that that is extremely important. How do we start? What would be the first step? Yeah. The first step is, so I, I take all of my clients through, through a process of I, anyone I want to work with, anyone I work with, it is, emphatic that we establish up front that my job is ultimately to help you live the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. And your, your money is nothing more than a tool or a resource that is there to help you do that. So up front, I want to understand who are you? What do you want to be known for? Who do you hope to be? And I want each person to be known in that. And then only from there can we move forward. So to establish that, we go through a series of questions. Um, there's, there's, um, these are things that I actually I assign as, as homework to to the couples before we actually before we touch on money conversations. We go through these questions. So um, the, the first question we go through actually is, um, let's say Veronica, it, money was no longer a concern in your life. You had all that you needed to do whatever you want to do. How would you spend your time? What would your life look like? Let yeah, yourself go completely. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm really doing it. Um, I would, gosh. Okay. So there's a cross. There's, there's two things. I absolutely love to work. I'm like in it. It's it's happening. And at the same time, I also loved like the first thing I thought of is, okay, so I'm on an Island. I'm, and the kids are laughing and you know, where I'm at, I'm, I'm at the river. Like I'm totally at the river. We were just there at the river. The kids are having fun. We're all by ourselves and we're playing with the kids and we're playing baseball with the kids and we're just having a good time. I'm not on my phone. I'm not checking emails. Um, We're just there. So how I would answer that is being intentional, being present and intentional and away. (laughs) No, that's. So everything you just described to me, obviously there's, there are goals associated with that. You know, you describe tangible things that we can pursue, but the way you described it paints a deeper picture of really what you hope to, to do with your life and mm-hmm. the people you want to be with. So that's where we start. And again, goals, goals are really important. I understand who are you? So that's the first question. And we'll, we'll really dig in there. And again, if, if you know, obviously we want to mo- 
allow this to be a safe space for spouses to share and come out and make themselves be fully known. That's what these yeah. are conversations that aren't regularly had. Then the next question. So there's three questions. So the next yeah. question is, let's say Veronica, you went to the doctor tomorrow for, for a routine checkup and they pulled you aside and said, Hey, um, it actually turns out that you only have five to 10 years left to live. Now, obviously the, the bad news is that there is a finite time, but the good news is that your life between now and then won't be affected. Okay. How would you spend your time? What would you do with that time you have left? Oh gosh. Um, answering a hundred percent, honestly, I, so I go straight to being with my kids. And again, it goes back to that business component of not only continuing with it, um, not only being on this path of, you know, teaching my daughters how to be independent, teaching my daughters how to, um, how to go after their dreams without any fears. So there would still be that business component. And, and I say that because it's, I know a lot of people will go straight to, Oh, you know, I'd be on an Island and, you know, screw, um, screw work. I'm no longer working. That's not how I see it in 10 years. It's like, I definitely want to make an imprint, not only on my kids, but my mission has been to help women, to help women step outside of their comfort zone. I have three girls. And so for me, it's like, I'm not only going to, I'm not only going to say it, I'm going to do it. And so it would be, well, shit, I really have to, I really have to meet with freaking Oprah, you know, and now I only have 10 years. So it's like, okay, my dream was to be interviewed by Oprah and that's going to happen. And my kids are going to be witness to it and a part of it. And so maybe instead of them going to, they're in private school. So maybe instead of them going to private school, like their ass is going to be with me, you know, on the road and they're going to be a part of that. They're going to, you know, provide me with ideas. They're, I'm going to go ahead and challenge them to, you know, and help them discover what their dreams are, what their goals are. Because if I'm only going to have 10 years, Leo will be 28, Aubrey will be 20 and Brooklyn will be I'm sorry, Aubrey will be 24 and Brooklyn will be 20. So it's like, shit, I'm probably not going to see them do everything, but at least I can provide them with a foundation and the mindset to help them get it done. So yeah, I'm going to be a part of helping them build their legacy while creating my own. Oh my God, I want to cry, Jim. Okay. I love this. Keep going. I love this. No, that's beautiful. Um, And I, I obviously, as you can see there, you know, if it's fun to think about what all we do if we had unlimited money, but because things become much more real and close to home when we think about the, you know, the, the finality of time. And yeah, the, the odd thing is all of us have a finite amount of time. It just doesn't become, we're not aware of that until we're actually given a, this is it. Um, so the, the last question there is let's, let's say instead of going to the doctor and finding out you have 10 years left to live tomorrow, you go to the doctor and they let you know that, hey, Veronica, you actually, you have 24 hours left to live. Oh, shit. Thanks a lot, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, having that new sink in, the question is not, what do you do for your last day? I'm sure we can all have beautiful and exciting things that we would you know, think to do there. But the question is rather thinking about what we have left and what we're going to what are the things, Veronica, that you're going to miss out on? Who did you not get to become? What did you not get to do? The things you did not get to experience. Oh, gosh. So the biggest part of me, ah, uh, the biggest part of me wants to say, like, I did it. I, I did. I, I did it. My goal as a kid was to be a um, therapist and own my own private practice and I surpassed that. Didn't even think it was possible. And I just got my eyelashes done, Jim. I'm not supposed to cry. Um, but it's like, it, it kind of goes back to this this question. And I'm it, it falls in line with the question you just asked. Um, would your younger self be proud of what you've accomplished as an adult? And when I looked at that, I ended up buying one of his paintings this weekend. With We, we do family day every Sunday. And it was like, my, my honest answer was, fuck yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I curse here on this one. Um, <laughs> uh, but it was like, absolutely. So if I only had 24 hours to live, 
I, I, it was like, damn, I would celebrate it. I, 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 and I feel like I'm doing that now little by little because that, that has taken me work, but it's like, I feel like I would celebrate. And even my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my husband, he's sexy as hell. Um, but my relationship with my husband, like I did it. Like, I don't want to go. So God, if you're listening, I was, I'm not till like I'm 130 with Botox and all the injections. But, um, but if I only had 24 hours to live, it's like, I have a financial planner. Um, it's like, yeah, I, I, I did it. That's, that's where I would go. I don't know, even know if I answered your question. No, that's fair. You ultimately there is to, to understand like, so for instance, uh, I was once walking through a, a client to these com- these questions, and um, when we got there, it was you know I, I work specifically with young families. Yeah. Um, all of my clients are right between early thirties to mid forties. That's who I work with. Okay, so I'm part of the young crowd. Have, yeah, of the all these crowd. people have <laughs> all these people have young kids like me. I'm I'm 31. My wife and I we have three boys, all within three years of age. They're three, one, and five months old. Um, so I can relate to where they're at. And a, a common answer there is like, gosh, I didn't get to see my kids grow up. That's a huge regret. And obviously like money can play a role in that. We all want to leave, you know, there's, there's this, you know, intuitive desire to leave your kids better off than you started and to um, give them a, a foot up and not make them entitled, but allow them to pursue what's important to them. But um, so there's, there's certainly financial components there. But a very common thing is like, gosh, I just didn't, I didn't get to experience my kids and impart the things along the way that I hope to give them. It's like, my gosh, if that's so important to you, what can we do about it now? And I'm not even talking about money. I'm talking about leaving legacy. Is there something we could do today? Can you start a journal writing down? Hey, I'm so proud of you. Today you did this and I want you to do this. And here's how you can implement this in your life. Because again, ultimately, like, like I said, uh, up, up front, my job when it's all said and done, is to help you live the life that you want to live. And your money is just a way to support that. And yeah, I'm going to help you make really smart, intentional financial decisions. But ultimately, ultimately, it all comes back to supporting who are you? Who do you hope to be? And how can we curate purposeful moments and memories for you and your family? That's what we're here to do. I love that. I, I love where you, I, I love your approach. And I, I love your approach because, you know, I know when I met with my financial planner, he's cool as shit, but initially it was like, I felt like I had to probably read some like book that I didn't even know was out, <laughs> nor was it assigned to me, but I, I had felt like, okay, I have to read a book. And I didn't start even looking into financial planning until my bookkeeper goes, okay, Veronica, like, let's talk about your money because you're starting to look like Mexican cartel. So let's, let's, let's figure this out. But I didn't know about that. I didn't know anything about that. I grew up very, very poor. Financial planning didn't exist. You had $20 in your hand and a whole bunch of credit card debt, but you had just enough to invite people over for carne asada. Like, that's the, that, I, that I was the that plan. Like, that was the, pl- that was the plan and anything after that, we'll, we're, we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with, with now, you know, with everything, the way it's set up, it's like, okay, now I have a better understanding and I've had to ask really difficult questions. And I've had to, while I was with my financial planner, raise my head and say, I don't know what the hell you just said. You're talking about margins and you know, what is it? The K one. And I'm like, I don't know what any of that is, you know, so like break it down for me, Charlie Brown status, like, and it did, it felt intimidating. And I'm like, I, I felt there was this other part of me, like, okay, wait a minute. Like I have a master's degree, like I'm educated, but it was like, none of that mattered. <laughs> none of that mattered. Yeah. I would say the vast majority, if not all of my clients are far smarter than I am. I just happen <laughs> to spend a whole lot of time studying this one niche odd thing that I'm really fascinated by, but no, I definitely get that. Can I, can I tell you a funny, a, a quick yes, story please. on that? Yes. So, um, I, I love what I do, like to a fault. I, I'm the only person I've ever come across that after I passed my CFP, which is a ton, hundreds of hours of study, I just went through and reread my books for fun. I enjoy mm-hmm. this stuff. Well, a few years ago, my wife, her name's Kendra. So while, while Kendra, she was still working at the time, we only had one son. 
but she desperately wanted to be able to stay at home with our boys. We had one and the second was on the way. And she just, gosh, if, I, I wish there was a way I could stay at home and not, not need to work. Um, yeah. But every night she had to hear me talk about how much I love my work and tell stories about awesome tax strategies I was learning about or ways I was able to help clients. And one night we're having dinner. We already had the kids down to bed and we're having dinner. She just stopped me and said, Jim, I just don't get it. How do you possibly like your work so much? And I, I, I sort of stopped and it made me wonder. I said, well, babe, what do you, what do you think that I do? If it's that miserable, what do you picture? She said, well, it just sounds really bad, both as a client, but also as a job. Like, I don't see how you get excited to go, go and do this every day. Well, what, what do you think that I do? So she went and she sat back and she started thinking about it. And she, she said, well, when I think of a financial planner, I picture going to an office that's a whole bunch of mahogany wood and big leather back chairs and an old guy wearing a pinstripe suit and big cufflinks and one of those big white collars. And he basically just interrogates me for two hours. He's asking me why I'm spending so much money on makeup and clothes and um, how much money I'm going to spend on utilities when I'm 73 and what I want my rate of return and my risk tolerance for a mutual fund portfolio to be and all this jargon that I have no clue what he's saying, but I feel dumb. So I just sit here and pretend that I act like I know what he's talking about. And after two hours of being interrogated, he says, all right, Kendra, you may or may not be able to retire in 35 years. Hmm. Um, here's two inches of paperwork to show you the charts and graphs that could support this. Let's do it again in another year. She said, that, that sounds like a really bad experience. I, as a client, I would feel intimidated and I don't feel like there'd be much value to me. And as a, as a job, as you being the guy behind the desk, that just seems really a dull way to spend eight, nine, 10 hours a day. And I just I paused. That's, that's fair. That does sound pretty rough. I said, well, what would it look like if you actually could go to someone and talk to them about your finances, what would be a good experience for you? And she, she sat back and she just sort of thought for a minute. She said, well, I really wish that you and I, we had someone that you and I could go to together and we could talk to them about what we hope our life to look like. Mm-hmm. Can I, is there a way for me to be able to stop working so I could be at home with the kids? And is there a way for you to be able to leave a corporate job and start your own business so we have more time as a family? And what would it look like for you not have to work till you're 65, but be able to have the optionality to not have to work at 45? Yeah. And do we, what would it look like to send the kids to private school versus public school? And how do you save for college? And my gosh, could we get a house in, could we get a house in Telluride? Is that, is that possible? I just want someone to talk to them, someone to talk to about what we hope to ex- experience and accomplish in life. And of course, the things I'm afraid of happening, how do we steer away from those or at least mitigate them? That would be amazing. And I just sort of sat there and had a big grin. She said, but that doesn't sound like a bunch of facts and figures. I didn't, I didn't describe mutual funds. Yeah. I just talked about life. So I, I guess I, I wouldn't call that a financial planner. I call that a life planner. I said, babe, that's, you just described perfectly what I do. That is it. I want to help people understand what they truly want to accomplish in life. And then how do we just simply align their, their daily decisions those big decisions that come up, how do we align these things? That way they're actually purposely and intentionally doing the things in their life that's important to them, both now and down the line. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's it. That's, that's what I get to do. That's, that's, that is why I love my job. It's so amazing. I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, that takes all of the fear out of our first meeting. So when, when do we start? When does a family meet with a financial planner because another another um myth is well you don't meet with a financial planner until you're financially stable hmm. or you have you know a good amount of money when when do you actually meet with a financial planner yeah no that's that that's a very fair question and i'd say traditionally that's true i've worked at a couple of firms where basically you know, and that's how most firms are like this. If you want to have good financial planning, I would say you traditionally you need a million dollars or whatever to justify the financial advisor taking you as a client. Um, fortunately, things have become uh, more accessible. Um, so how how do you decide if you should work with somebody? I would say there's 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 three tenets here. Um, there is, um, do you have do you have the desire to manage your own money? Okay. That's the first question is will, 
The next question is skill. Do you have the skill to manage your own financial life? Okay. And then finally, do you have the time? Do you actually want to make time to review your investment portfolio, understand the updated tax, you know, tax strategies as you know, Congress constantly meets and updates things? If you can say yes to all three of those, I have the will, I have the skill, and I have the time, then my goodness, yeah, go for it. Do it on your own. That's fantastic. Um, but my thought is, if, if there's one of those three that you can't honestly say yes to, then that, would be, that should be a time that you should look to, to maybe outsource part of that. Now that obviously that can that can look in different ways. That can look like working with someone like me, who's my job is to live anywhere and everywhere that your life and your money intersect. Or my goodness, if all you need is like I need help setting up a an IRA that's invested appropriately, you can go pay a robot to that pretty efficiently. Um, but if you know, for instance, like you know, changing oil in a car is not very difficult. So I have the skill. Um, I guess I could have the time, but frankly, I don't have I don't have the will. Um, I don't want to get up on Saturday morning and go lay on my driveway. So going through that, uh, those, those questions, that's how I decide if I, what I'm going to do myself versus outsource. That's why I would challenge people to think through is, is it time to outsource this? So yeah, it's not a matter of, I have a million dollars or I'm the CEO of a company that just IPO'd, but rather, Hey, do I have the ability, the time, the desire to actually help navigate where I am currently and where I hope to be? Nice. Nice. I don't know what IPO means. What is that? Uh, IPO, it's initial public offering. So oh, okay. if a company, you know, if they're per, you know previously a privately owned company and they want to become publicly owned. Oh, okay. I'm like, okay, I have no idea Sorry. what you just said. Jargon. Like, to, I, think I, that was like, I think that was like financial plan or curse word. <laughs> All right. So another question. You mentioned a lot about values and it sounds like it all circles around, you know, family values. It all circles around more time, right? More time. How, what would be the ideal setup for a family? Like if you, as a financial planner, if you could set it up, what would be the ideal setup? Because you mentioned buying houses, you know, a car or retiring or, you know, maybe a wife, you know, not working. What would you say is an ideal setup for a family across the board? And I know that's a hard question. Yeah. Um, so obviously, it, it, each person's different. That's my job to so understand what's important to them specifically. Let's say a family. Let's say a fa- like both of you. A yeah. family has kids. Um, owner. Um, or one of them is an owner. or Whatever. What would you say is that like? It's not what it, what's important. But what would be an ideal setup? There you go. Yeah. Well, so fortunately, I I work with families pretty much just like me, which makes my job a lot easier. I understand yeah. the conversations that are having being had behind closed doors. I understand the decisions that are going to be need to be made. So I'm a really good prototype of the people I work with. So taking myself and really the the average of my clients, um, yeah, I guess ideal setup. I'll, I'll describe me. So again, I'm 31. Um, I want to not have to work by the time I'm 45. Now, if I won the lottery today, I'd keep doing this, but I just want total optionality at 45. The thing is, the reason I want that, so that, that's a goal, is not have to work at 45. But if I focus solely on a goal with, while neglecting the underlying why, the value there, there I can go. really easily get off track. Yes. So the goal is retire at 45, but the reason, the value there is so I have more time to spend with the people that I love. And that, mm-hmm. in that situation, uh, but when I'm 45, my kids will be mid-teens. I want to be able to spend a lot of time with my kids before they have families of their own. Okay. That's why I want to retire at 45. Okay. So keeping that in mind, that's the, that's down the line, but re- recognizing that the purpose there is so I have time with my family. Well, between 31 and 45, I want to make sure that I'm also having good moments and memories and time with my family currently. So, um, you know, th- th- this can be across the board. You can work, you can be a workaholic for 10 years and then retire yeah. really quick. Or you can be someone more like me. I, I'm building my company in a way that allows me to make enough income to be able to retire early, mm-hmm. but also where I can read to my kids every night before bed. And I, don't, I do not take clients appo- uh, client meetings before 9 a.m. Because every morning, I'm there to get my kids ready, for, ready in the morning, and we're eating breakfast. We're playing monster trucks. That's important to me. Um, yeah, my wife and I, we, we love to go on trips together and as a family. Um, we do want to have a house in Jackson Hole or Telluride. 
Um, yeah, we have, we have, we certainly have goals, but ultimately it, it all centers comes back to the family. Like the reason yeah. I want a house in Telluride is because I want a place for our family to be able to gather and create mi- moments and memories together. And that is a central location. Um, so again, it all comes back to, yeah, goals, but why do you have these goals? Once you're very clear on the value, you can then establish goals themselves. Once you are art- articulate about those goals, then you can more easily make decisions. And once you have, you have purposely made decisions, then you, make, you, then you can take intentional actions. So it stems from there, values, then goals, then decisions and actions. Nice, nice. Okay, so being able to identify all of those. Yeah, and it's, it's a flow chart. It, it's, again, it's, it's anchored in your values and then goals and then finally decisions and actions. Um, I heard someone say years ago, um, when, when your vision is clear, your decisions are easy. So that's where we begin, becoming very clear what's important to you. That way, we can come, when it comes time to make decisions, big decisions or small decisions, yeah. they're much easier to make. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not requ- going to require sacrifice or hard work, but you'll, you'll be able to make them with much, more, with much more conviction because you know where you want to go with that. Awesome. I love that you're like all of it still circles back to what do you really want? What do you really want your life to look like? And I think, uh, well, I don't think, I know a, not, a lot of people have a difficult time answering that question. You know, they'll have an idea of what they imagine it to look like, but then not feel like it's possible. So they'll revert back to whatever, you know, society says, you know, where we should all be at a particular age. But, you know, being able to really, you know, peel back that onion and discover what is it that I really want? And when I say family time, what do I mean by that? You know, because you can have all of the family time in the world, be a stay-at-home dad, but are you intentional? Are you really present or are you on the phone the whole time watching or watching sports? I, I, lo- I love that. I love that that's your primary focus. Um, well, I already asked when should we start. What would you say most of us, most, most families are missing? Gosh, I'm, I feel like I'm just beating the same drum, but it comes back to um, a healthy understanding of what's truly important to you. And you just said a second ago, not what's important as a culture or yeah. what's important to your neighbors or what's important to Instagram or whatever, but what is actually important to you and your family. You, you, you must begin with that. And yeah, there's, there's certainly the technical, like everything I've said probably makes it sound like I'm, I'm pie in the sky, sort of out there kind of guy. Like I love the facts and figures and the numbers you. So yeah, it's really important to make sure like, are you doing the things? Are you actually taking actions that align with what you say is important? Like, you know, everyone here probably would at least want the optionality to not have to work by the time they're 45 or 50. Um, But it also takes the work. So yeah. What are, what are people missing? Well, one is the, the, the clarity of what's important to them, but also just the, the ability to, uh, reconcile their actions with what they want. Um, and that's, there's, there's the simple day in day out, obviously like don't spend more than you're making, um, yeah. you know, budget properly, have good cash flow, build up your net worth, those sort of things. And then every once in a while, probably every three or so years, you're going to come across a really big financial decision. That's going to massively dictate where you end up down the line. And just the ability to actually purposely make those decisions in a way that, uh, is well-informed with, you know, the, the current, market scenarios and tax situations. Like, oh my gosh, that's, that, I do this full time and that's a lot to keep mm-hmm. up with. So I can't imagine not doing this and ha- being able to keep up with all of those things as well. Okay. So looking for a financial planner, you know, you're saying making sure that, you know, they're, I don't want to say, well, I'm not going to answer the question for you because that's where I'm going. Like Veronica, bring it back. How do we look for a financial planner? How do I, we look for a really good financial planner? What do we need? What are, what are the characteristics? What are the traits? Yeah. So we'll start with the simple things. So the obviously is my opinion. Um, one, you want someone who is academically and uh, the numbers wise on top of things. And I believe what's called a certified financial planner or the CFP is the credential that you should look for to indicate that this person at least has the technical chops. So mm-hmm. that's, that's step one. Are they a certified financial planner or CFP? That's, that, that's, a, that's something that I would assign as value, okay? Um, two, is this person a generalist or do they work with people like me? Um, you know, obviously there, there's a place for generalist, but if you're gonna go and have someone work on your knee, I'm sure you want someone who is a knee doctor. You're not gonna go talk to um, your, 
I don't know, like a ophthalmologist, um, you want someone who focuses on that. They see it day in, day out. So what type of person are you working with? I have a mentor who only works with dentists. Like that guy, he gets it. So find someone not only who's credentially smart and well off in that sense, but also they have they have the the at bats, the reps with working with people like you. Okay. Um, finally, you want to find someone who is not going to just preach at you and tell you, "Hey, here's what you have to do. Here's your plan. We'll see you in a year." Like my wife described. I would really advocate for finding someone who is not there just to tell you what to do, but rather to act as a guide. In all of this, you're the hero of your story. You're doing these things. We're here to help you do what's important to you. My job is simply to serve as a guide to help you make those decisions along the way. So find someone who's going to be there to do that. They are helping you make good, healthy decisions with your money as a guide, as an informer, and as someone who can come along and navigate that along the way. Awesome. So we're definitely looking for that CFP credential. And then the other part is, do you trust them? Do you trust them? Do you feel like they understand they understand you and what you want um, versus trying to make choices for you? Certainly. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. Kind of goes in line with the therapist. Make sure they're licensed and then make sure it lines up. And the you know what? Another aspect, when you're looking for a therapist, you're looking for somebody who challenges you. How would a financial planner challenge us? Gosh, well, that's, that's it's, it's this odd dichotomy. So my job is not to tell my clients what they should or should not do, what, what mm-hmm. should be important to them, what they should yeah. accomplish, but yep. rather to understand that fully. But once the, that's been made known, it then becomes my job to help them make decisions that help them align their actions yep. with what they said. Yes. So if you tell me, hey, Jim, I really want to be able to um, buy a house I, I wanna, in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, I, I want to be able to go and uh, make memories of my kids over the next three years while they're in that perfect age before they're like, you know, crazy teenagers and all that stuff. Like, this is the time. OK, like I'm going to tell you to do that. I have right now I have four client couples that are expecting their first kid. Okay. All of them told me it's important that their marriage is really important. They're wor- and they're worried about the, the time stress that's going to come when they have kids, which, Hey, I can relate to. So totally. all four of these families, I actually made it homework. Hey, you have eight months before that baby comes in the next eight months. I expect you to book a baby moon, report to me where you're going and go do it. So you told me this is important. I'm going to hold you accountable to what you said is important to you. So nice. that's, I have this, this, the job is, if someone didn't tell me or someone told me that's not important to them, Hey, fantastic. Let's just keep going along. But the moment you say something's important that I'm going to help you make good decisions. So you're actually doing those things. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that because we will make goals, but then we don't follow through. So the fact that you're challenging them, all right, cool. You want the baby boom? Let's do it. The baby moon. I've never heard of that. We didn't have a baby moon. Yeah. That, that... I like totally missed out. Like what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's, I think it's a new thing, and uh, gosh, I wish I wish Kendra and I would have done that. But I know oh, for well. real, I'm three of them, so maybe I'm I'm owed three. Willie, I know you're listening. <laughs> I'm owed three baby moons. All right, so two questions I often ask um, those that I interview. The first one is, what are you personally? So I'm gonna bring it back to you, Jim. You, I had my therapy session with you. Now it's your turn. All right, <laughs> what are you doing right now to live the life you want to live? Man, um, I, I'm forcing myself to make hard decisions and sacrificing, um, everything in life requires a decision. There's trade-offs in everything. Okay. So I am doing everything I can to make sure that the decisions I make are actually giving up the things that aren't important to me so I can go big on the things that are. Okay. So what am I doing to be able to live the life that I want to live? Um, I'm making time for like, yeah, I want to grow my business. But again, like I said earlier, I'm not going to take a client meeting in the morning when I want to be spending time playing monster trucks with my boys. Um, I am, um, I'm going out on a limb. My wife, she stays at home with our kids. Um, So we're sacrificing a year of income or a year and a half of income to build a business. That way down the line, um, I have a way of, uh, building a lifestyle that we want. So there's sacrifice, but understanding like, Hey, there's decisions to be made and trade-offs to be had. Let's do this purposely over time. Does that yeah. I feel like that was relatively vague. Is that, 
No, no. Yeah, it did. It, you, you said it. I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone and doing and pursuing something I absolutely love. And I'm working with my wife, so it doesn't impact my, my, my home either. So yeah, no. Hell yeah, you did. All right. And then the second question, what advice would you give to the mom who feels stressed and disconnected? And with your line of business, so with your expertise, I know. See, you, you, you're being interviewed by a therapist, so I'm asking really tough questions. <laughs> so, hmm, I, uh, I, I have a wife that is, is, I mean, she's not stressed, but obviously when, you have, when you're taking care of three boys, uh, three young boys, there's, there's some stress that comes along there. Um, so what, what advice would I give to a mom who is, what, what was the question again? What advice would you give to a mom who's feeling stressed and disconnected? Gosh. Hmm. Just, I, I know it's tough. I'm not a mom. I'm a, I'm a dad. I, I know it's hard, but try to step back, pause, breathe. Um, if you were talking to your wife, yeah. what would you tell her? Hey babe, like make room for yourself, your love, your important um, you're needed. You're not just needed as a mom and as a punching bag and as a milk machine and as a sandwich maker for the kids. You're needed as a, a provider, a listener, um, as a leader, um, as inspiration in this family. So I want you to make sure that you're, you're being taken care of because you're inspiring, you're leading, you're loving, you're providing an example to this family. And the only way you can do that fully is by you being who you need to be and doing the things that are important to you. So yeah, don't go and selfishly give up and run on the kids. I'm not saying that, but like, (laughs) we want to see you, like we want to see mom thrive because that's going to allow our kids to see what they're able to do. So make room, breathe, go be, go to the gym, like make time for yourself and then come back and fully be who you are when you're with the kids and the family. And it's then that you can actually be the mom and the, the wife that we need and we want you to be. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I hope you're giving her time to do all of that stuff, Jim. I'm going to check up on her. Of course too. She's hard. <laughs> she, she wants to be at home. Like, get, get out of here, babe. You have your own time. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right, Jim, where can my audience find you? Yeah. Um, so you can find my website is intentionallivingfp.com. Um, so you can go there. Gosh, um, my calendar is available. If you want to put 15 minutes on my calendar, if you have a one-off question about a 401k that I can try to answer for you, or if you want to just take 15 minutes and say, Hey, like, you know, that, that sounded interesting. I'd be glad to spend a few minutes with you on the phone or zoom. Um, so you can go there, or if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm Jim Kreider TX as in Texas. Um, glad to have you follow there as well. Awesome. And so if my audience wants to hire you as a financial planner, do you have to be in the same state or? No, I, I have clients across the U.S. and all over the place. Nice. All right. So the freebie is that 15 minutes, 15 yeah. minutes with you. Nice. Let's do it. And I, I, frankly, like I, um, I will, anyone who wants to, you reach out to me. If, if we talk for 15 minutes, it's like, heck yeah, that, that sounds great. We'll go through, I will give you everything I can that I believe you should do. I'll give you the whole plan. I'll do it for free. I'm not going to charge you. Um, Let's go for it. And at that point, if you say this is great and I actually want something to guide me ongoingly, then yeah, we can work together. But like, I want, I want to empower you to actually do these things. And I'm not going to hold your wallet hostage um, before I give you any advice. I'll do everything I can to help you out up front. Awesome. Ladies, contact him. Contact him immediately, again, just to get an idea, just to get an idea of where you're at and where you can be. Jim, awesome. Thank you so much for being on. This has been amazing. I feel like I, I, feel like I owe you money for a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Veronica. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. 
What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Bomb Mom Podcast, Beta Male Revolution, or Imperfect Thriving, go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, practice of the practice, or the guests are providing legal, mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addictive Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addictive Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. 
My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us. They have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls Podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.